Welcome to the Julian and GK podcast. And it's Joe. Greetings and welcome back to the Julian and GK podcast. Along with my man GK, we are back, baby. Wagwan. <laughs> and this week we're going to be talking about can you really be best friends with your partner? You know, a lot of times people go, oh, they're my best friend. Oh, she's my best friend. He's my best friend. Are they really your best friend? Or are you just saying that because it sounds nice? Because it's a cute thing to say. GK, what are just some of your preliminary thoughts on, on this topic that we're going to be talking about today? About it, can your partner truly be your best friend? All right. To me, well, first of all, thank y'all for listening. Uh, I think there is a difference between 100% honesty and 100% transparency. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time believing that you can really have the two. Because who is really 100% transparent to anyone about anything? Yeah. To be real, like, politicians are not. No. But yet they try to sell you like they are. Yeah. Your friends are not. All right? Let, let, yeah. Let's be real about that. Yeah. All right? Your friends, you're close enough because you have that kind of access to each other. Hence, yeah. you guys are filling each other with information to get talked about. So don't think that your best friends are talking only about you to you. Yeah. All right? True. That is not true. Yeah. Some people call it love. Some people call it, you know, you in my business. Some people just, hey, what you don't know won't hurt you. You know, to each his own. Like, you can't. Man, who in the what? Yeah. I done stumped myself in my own question. <laughs> I wrote it down and I'm still stumped. This is a tough one. All right. So, okay. For me, this is, I'm just speaking for me personally. There is such a thing as too much information. Okay. Right? Especially in the beginning, in these dating streets where I'm at, I'm the single one. I'm the, I'm the bad boy of the yeah. whole thing. This one is love actually, <laughs> the stuff that dreams are made of. That's who this one is. He's That's married right. to his high school yeah. sweetheart. That's, That's him. That That's movie. him. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm the guy who gets sent nudes <laughs> from girls I haven't even hooked up with yet. Mm-hmm. Acting like, hey, how do you like these pictures? And then I'm like, I just saw you 19 minutes ago. That's not the shade of lipstick you were wearing. So, yeah, it's great. You know, yeah. you know, gold panties, great. Yeah. But it would be even better if that picture was actually for me. She's yeah. like, oh, my God, you could tell that? I'm like, yeah. She's like, yeah, you're right. I sent that to some dude like five months ago. I'm like, yeah. I feel special. That's cool. Like, it actually was cool. Like, hey, yeah. hey, you yeah. got a nude. Doing all right for the OGs. Yeah. You know, bathroom selfie at work thing, you know, <laughs> you take what you can get, I guess. Yeah. But I think what really tests uh, any kind of relationship, whether it be friendship, work, um, yo, man, can you line up my hair? You know, <laughs> like all that is how do you resolve conflict? Yeah. Right. Like, how do you if you get into a potential argument, how do you process it? How to get through it? Do you really listen to the other person? Yeah, because I I need to know. That I'm being heard. Yeah. Now, I'll admit, I'm a very logical person. So mm-hmm. I'm one plus one equals two. If you're telling me it doesn't, then you better come up with a really good, logical, clear case <laughs> as to how it doesn't for me to be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Right? It doesn't mean I have to agree. Yeah. But that's how communication works for me. Maybe it's my personality type. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to relationship with a partner, then it's a little different because it gets lost in the sauce. Like, is the argument really about you and me? Mm-hmm. Or is the argument really about we have a conflict that you and I have to solve mm. together? Ah. Right? Like, for example, I go, I go back to the story a lot because I don't have a lot of you know, relationship stories to go back on, <laughs> especially not good ones. 
So, so back when I had a girlfriend, right? Way back then. Like back when I used to bowl. Um, yeah, it was, it was a weird time. Um, even when ice skating once, it was weird. Clearly, we were not compatible. So, um, so we were having this argument. And of course, cliche, I have no idea what we were arguing about. Yeah. I, I cannot recall. Because yeah. we argued all the time. Yeah. So, but we thought that was love. We didn't know that was straight-up incompatibility. We thought that's what love was supposed to be. Yeah. Right? That's what happens when you're young, dumb, and broke. So, so, so she was saying something like, no, it's necessary for you to hear this. Yeah. Right? And I just went into, you know what? I'm about to shut it down. I'm just about to just win the argument. And yeah. I just said, no, what you said is not necessary. Nothing you say is necessary. Nothing I say is necessary because, by definition, we're not necessary. I went that far you went just to deep. win the argument. Right. Right. Now, did I probably win? Did I probably take the belt like out with me? Yeah. That was the champion after that. But did I really win? No. No. That didn't progress us at all. Yeah. So I think to be with someone dating, marriage, whatever your situation or, or arrangement is, you have to have required requisite relationship skills. Yeah. Right? And I think the ability to solve conflict is one yeah am i right or wrong no you're right like i i do agree with you there that it's like you you do have to have the necessary relationship skills to be able to like communication in a relationship and it's cliche but it's true communication is key if all you're doing is arguing or trying to win arguments or going back and forth with each other it's not going to be a conducive and healthy relationship because it's pretty much just you're just going to keep trying to one up each other to say, haha, see, I was right. And it's like, okay, you're right, but now the other person feels like a piece of crap. And now it just makes their self worth uh, lower. And now they're going to be like, I don't like being with this person who just makes me feel stupid and unneeded all the time. Like, so it's a thing where I. I think, you know, when it comes to the the best friend trope, like when it comes to a relationship, like I'm going to make you a little bit sick here because, yes, uh, Jen is my best friend, my beautiful wife, Jen, but she was my best friend before we even got together. And that's why it's a little bit hard. Like, and But I'm going to say that with the caveat that I do not believe you need to be best friends with your partner. That whole mm. thing where they say, oh, your, your wife should be your best friend, your husband Ooh. should be your best friend. No, they, they don't have to be. And that's, and that's the truth. And it's like, so like I, I'm like, I have Jen as my best friend, but like I said, that's because we were legit best friends before we started dating. Like, uh, you know, once any major event happened in our life, we would call each other first. That, that's just how we were. She, I knew about all her boyfriends. She knew about all my girlfriends. I knew about the penis sizes of her boyfriends. Like, why I want to know these things, I, it's just because that's, that's what the type of relationship we had. We were best friends. She would just tell me. She'd be like, oh, no, he was okay. It was, like, not that great. It was like this. And I was like, oh, thanks for that visual. Yeah. Like, because, wow. like, also at the time, remember, I had a crush on her. So it was like, you know, I don't want to really know this. But at the same time, she is my best friend. And I wanted to uh, talk first. Freely with me, so we would just talk freely about everything. There was no boundaries with us. Wow, y'all real friendly. Yeah, exactly, real wow. friendly, and and it continues to this day. We we are very blunt and straightforward with each other, and because we are best friends, and it's a thing where sometimes we do argue as best friends because that's point to do. But the difference is, like in your example, where it felt like it's a thing where 
you guys were just trying to win the argument. With Jen and I, when we argue, it's because we want to make sure that the other person hears us. Because we feel that sometimes in a relationship, you can feel unheard. You can feel like the other person doesn't understand where you're coming from because they're kind of caught up in their own thing. And then, and there's been plenty of times that we'll have an argument and I'll, I'll say like, I don't think that you're hearing me. And then I'll further explain it. She goes, oh my bad, babe. I didn't realize that that's how you felt. I'm sorry. And the, and the same thing. She'll tell me, you know, you saying that makes me feel like this. And I'll go, I'm sorry. I didn't realize. And that's why our relationship works because we have the ability to realize when we've, we've kind of stepped over the line or said something and made the other one feel a certain kind of way. And we have no problem apologizing for it. We don't feel like, oh, I have to win. I have to like make sure that, you know, whatever. And that's why we, we've been able to get through our arguments and be able to like be stronger as a result them because we we understand each other more but i feel like this whole trope of oh you have to be best friend no because sometimes you marry someone based on their personality because you know um their personality is great you're attracted to them uh humor like career whatever like all that's on path but you could have a, a best friend that you've been best friends with for years and that's your real best friend that's your best friend who you guys been through thick and thin through everything with each other and that's who you know you are really close to so it's a thing where I don't feel like you would just like delete that relationship because now you're married and oh this my wife and my husband get me more no because sometimes and the realness is that there's people out there that their wife or husband don't know half of the stuff that their best friend knows their best friend knows the real deal and their husband or wife just knows whatever they're telling them wherever their spouse is telling them that they want them to know right i mean look my best friend's my mom you know what I mean? Like it's like my mom. Like not only is my mom my, my ride or die. My mom is also a physician. So my mom. Like so when yeah. so when you when you grow up and your mom is a physician, yeah. everything she says is law already because she's a doctor and one of the top rated doctors in her practice in all of New York City. Big up, right? But she's also my mom, so she can't be wrong. So when yeah. she says stuff like you can't swim in the pool. Until your food digests after you eat, that has medical weight behind it. That's not even just mom. She, she had scientific proven right. medical facts behind it. Right. Even while all the adults are swimming in the pool and we just got up from the same table at the same time. And we're just watching them splash in the water and frolic and we're looking at the clock like, is it our turn yet? Yeah, we're still thinking we still can't get in there because we gotta wait to digest. You know what I mean? Like that's real. Yo, let me alright, let me give you some real stuff. If you really want to get this real, because I'm gonna put you on the spot after this. Okay. Alright? Because it's all about specifics here, right? <laughs> so and this is inspired by this new movie Good Boys, which I can't wait to see. Oh yeah, I can't oh, wait to see. Oh my gosh, that movie. right? So, so alright, so alright, puberty was rough, yo. <laughs> puberty was rough, especially for late bloomers, right? <laughs> So, and like, you'd be confused when your friends are like four foot five. Yeah. And they have their adult penises. <laughs> like, and you find out during field day, you're like, what? I want that. So, um, so, so this, so this is a true story, right? So middle school be happening, right? Yeah. And like, people are talking about things that I don't know, but I gotta smile and nod and pretend like I know about it, right? Yeah. Meanwhile, I, I, I was I was fat kid, braces, awkward, all them cool parties where y'all were playing spin the bottle, uh, uh, seven minutes in heaven, whatever, all that stuff, truth <laughs> yeah. or dare, mm -hmm. never happened to me, right? I, I've never, I've still never played truth or dare where someone actually had a dare and it was done. <laughs> still haven't, still hasn't happened, right? Oh, we used to fix that for them, ladies. Man, so I used to spend time in my basement with my Nerf hoop, a TV, <laughs> yeah. and um, all my mom's medical journals. 
because my mom's an OBGYN. And, yeah. I have, and I've been studying the female anatomy <laughs> since way before I knew what the female anatomically looked like in real life. Get at them, ladies. I told you, the first pair of the first pair of breasts I ever saw or felt was eight, my 18th birthday at a strip club. And it was, and I was intoxicated by body glitter and strobe lights anyway. So, so, so I remember I was in middle school and, um, the, the pay-per-view channels, the movie channels, right? When I was in, when I got to middle school and high school, it wasn't just movies. Once 10 p.m. hit, Mm -hmm. then the Spice Channel and Playboy hit. Now all of a sudden, I had moving visuals Mm -hmm. to go with my mom's medical journals. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking like, okay, I'm piecing two and two together. (laughs) You know what I mean? Which is very confusing because now I'm thinking like, okay, like, you know, this spot, you know, like this spot's here, which gives this feeling here, which lets loose these hormones here. And I'm coupling (laughs) that with, okay, so I get to do all that if I just clean the pool for a summer. And I wear a white beater, <laughs> some stonewashed jeans, and some black boots, and wear no drawers underneath, and just pretend that it's comfortable. Like, I used to think that it mattered what you said. I was studying porn to find out the lines that you need to get there. And it wasn't about the sex. I was looking for love. Like, that's what I was all about. I just wanted to please one woman my whole yeah. life. Like, that's yeah. what I was doing all the studying for. Yeah. So, when we start, so when my mom knew that, that I'm on the clock, that, okay, Boy changes are about to happen. And I used yeah. to share a bathroom with my mom. And so when I was going through stuff, you know, she saw. Yeah. Right? So, so, but my mom would never embarrass me like that. She would just <laughs> say everything nonchalant like a doctor and a mom would, right? <laughs> so my mom knew that I was obsessed with being 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. Because I knew, because Michael Jordan was 6'6". Six, six, and yeah. I knew I was going to at least play ball in college, mm-hmm. right? So I'm like, okay, for me to play ball in college and have a chance at the pros if I want to do that, then I, I feel like I got to be 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. Because my favorite player is Patrick Ewing, but I'm like, I can't handle being 7 feet, yeah. all right? <laughs> so, long story short, I became 6'3 with a 6'6 six, six wingspan. Yeah. Truly the best of both worlds. Because yeah. we can all agree, if you were 6'4 and up and you were not athletic or coordinated, yeah. nah. <laughs> nah, we can we can all agree with that. Like you know, what I mean, like you don't want to you don't want to see me in light khakis and like and and having a really long back, if you know what I mean. So um, my room had a TV, a VCR, and a lock on the door. Yeah. So my mom knew that if I wanted to watch this stuff, yeah. she could not stop me. Yeah. But. My mom just walked in one day, and then she was like, all right, Jerem, like, I love you. Like, we're going to get ready because we're going to do this over the weekend, run this yeah. errand, da, da, da. And, oh, just so you know, if you don't wait for your wet dream, you'll stunt your growth. All right, sleep tight. <laughs> and then just close the door. Son, that was one of the longest waits of my life. While y'all were discovering yourselves and talking about it and bragging about it, and one of y'all found your dad's or your older brother's porn stash, and, like, you invited everybody over to watch it together. Because that's a weird American thing. Yeah. That, that's also the frat culture and all that. I didn't grow up on that. So while y'all were doing all that, mm-hmm. yeah, because yeah. I didn't know. Because clearly I had a lot going on that I needed to release, and I wasn't allowed to. Man, that wet dream didn't come to my sophomore year of high school. You know how long a wait that is? Now you know how middle school was so rough. That is that's a rough middle school. Man, there was a girl there was a girl in my in middle school. Like I think eighth grade is the year. Yeah. I think eighth grade is the year. We're like, damn, damn, Katrina? Whoa! What summer camp was that? You don't even know. Yeah. Like, whoa, you wearing skirts now, Carlotta? Wow! And it's yeah, it's just like, whoa. And then, yo, and I'm not making this up. There's this one girl in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. When I started going to strip clubs in, you know, eight, 18, uh, da, 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 da. Yeah. 
she, one of the girls I was in eighth grade with, was a stripper at this club that I went to. Right? <laughs> wow. Son, I, I do not, I can't. She had the same body <laughs> that she did in eighth grade. Did she recognize On you? that point. This is how dumb we were. And okay. please stop me now, because I'm going to put you on the spot. This is how dumb we were. I went there with a friend of mine, right? Uh-huh. So we go to the club, right? And you know we're young, because yeah. listen to this. So we go to the club, and we're like, yo, is that her from eighth grade? Yeah. So this is what we do. We're like, not only do we let her know that we're here, we call her by her real name. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For real. We did that. Yeah. We're like, hey, Laura. And then we're smiling like, hey, it's us. Son, we did that. And then when it was her time to go up, yeah. dude in the big black suit came up to us. He's like, uh, Chiquita has requested that you guys sit in the back. <laughs> in the back room for the next 10 minutes. And then we looked at each other like, yo, we dumb. <laughs> yes. Yo, we just dumb. Oh, man. Yeah, man. So, all right. Enough about me. Let me put you on the spot. Okay. What so, best friends, right? Because you can tell your boys, you can tell certain people everything, and they still yeah. got your back, yeah. right? I don't believe you could tell your girl everything. No. Like, and she doesn't look at you differently or feel some type of way. I do not believe that. That's why I'm putting you on the spot right now. Okay. Give me a moment when you slipped and you told her something that you thought was going to go over well. And you're like, oh, we best friends. She can handle it. And then she just looked at you like, huh? And then you were like, ah, oh, man. Um, I wish I could take that one back. Admit it, man. Do it. Do it. I mean, The, only the streaks thing, is watching. I mean, the only thing I could think of without getting too detailed is that early in our relationship... When we first started, you know, doing things with each other and uh, like, you know, there were certain things that I would do to her and she would be like, or and she would do and we would, we would do and she'd be like, oh, that was my first time, you know, doing that with somebody. And I'd be like, no, not for me. And she would just like, what? And I was like, yeah, like, and she, but in my in her typical uh, gen fashion, and like, she'd be like, "God, you are a slut." You, <laughs> you know that you are just a nasty slut, bass. And I'm sorry. I said, "You're the one who made me wait for you." So I said, "What am I supposed to do? Sit in my hands?" I was out in these streets, baby. This was my hot moment. And if if they if these ladies wanted something, I, and I said okay because I was young and I was stupid, and this is what you did, and I like I was horny. So it's like, what do you want from me? So there were times that as we were discussing each other in a sexual manner that that would come up because she would be like oh you did that with somebody else but then she would get over it because she realized this is what it is you know Jen she didn't do anything with anyone until she was in college which she was like the opposite of her friends who were like having sex like super early and she was like the one holdout and they were like literally trying to like Jen have sex Jen have and she was like no like I, I don't want to like it's like I don't want to do it yet and, and she was like and she what school was that like and this was like I'm just oh, and, 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 her walking down the hall about her own business and then, yeah and guys from her locker hey Jen have sex and I'm what do you is, think I'm not going to shout out this school because I don't want their enrollment to drop, but it was a Catholic school because Jen and I both went to Catholic schools, neighboring Catholic schools. I went to an all-boys one. She went to an all-girls one, and I knew a lot of her friends, and her friends, and I'm sorry, but her friends were some freaks. And it was like, and they would tell, they would be like, Julian, why, why are you not telling Jen to have sex? I said, I can't tell her that she got to do what she wants to do it. That's like her time. So anyway, she didn't do anything until until college years, so 
she was a later bloomer than I, who was doing stuff from the time I was like 14, 15 years old. Because it was a thing where I also had like a similar childhood to you where I was a short, fat, pudgy kid and no girls wanted to check for me at all. And then the summer of when I was 14, I went from being 5'3 to 5'11 and I lost like about... 60 pounds. Bam. So I went from being this short, like, tub of lard to being, like, this tall, to the point that girls who knew me did not recognize me. They would be like, oh, hi, I'm, like, you know, Nancy or whatever. And, like, I'd be like, uh, it's Julian. And they go, Julian? And I was like, yeah. And they, they legitimately did not recognize me because I looked like a completely different person. And now all these girls that, like, didn't give me the time of day before, now all of a sudden were, like, all over me. And I just went nuts. I went crazy. Because I went, like, to go from having no female attention at all to having all these girls on you was just, like, I like I went, I went crazy. And that's also why I think I was more prone to settling down at an early earlier age like when I got with Jen we were like uh like in, about to be 20 years old so my friends were just like really you're gonna settle down like this early and I was like I've, I've done a lot of stuff in the last six years I've had a very wild life for the last six years because I I, I blossomed like you know like and when I blossomed I, I went for it I said this is my time so by the time I got with Jen I was like I'm good I, I don't need to, like, you know, uh, explore anymore because I've done a lot of exploring already. So, and I think, like, with me and Jen, it's a different story because, like I said, before we got together, we were best friends and we told each other everything. And that continued while we were together because I just never felt the need to lie to her. Like, it's, it's it, I just don't like lying to people in general. It's mm -hmm. just, like, not my thing. It's, I'm just very blunt and straightforward. And, like, with her, I'm just, she'll be the first one to tell you. She says, a lot of times, your, your mouth just gets your ass in a lot of trouble. Like, she's like, sometimes you just shut the f*** up. Like, you just <laughs> feel the need to just say everything. Like, anything that just comes to your brain. And that, and it's true i just i'm very honest about things like even if i'm out with her and there's like a girl that has like i'd be like that girl got a fat ass and she'd be like really and i'm like it's, it's true the girl that I, what am i lying it's the truth and i just say it to her because she's my best friend and sometimes she'll get mad at me but other times she'd be like you know what i can't believe you that is a fat ass i i i, I have to agree i have to look at it as, as well phat so, exactly pretty hot and tempting <laughs> exactly so it's a thing where in in my case I feel like like Jen is my best friend because I I do feel like I can tell her everything but I don't think everyone can get away with that like not everyone has a partner that's as understanding as that where you can tell them everything and they're for the most part understanding there are things like I said there's a lot of things I say being blunt and being honest with her that gets me in trouble and she will like you know slap me on my head and be like why do you have to be so honest but I feel like that's the best type of relationship because being honest, be honest. Like, it, like I feel like, and this is just like not even just in relationships. This is in friendships in general. If you're best friends with someone, that should be the person that you're the most real with. Like, I feel like you can't really call yourself a best friend if you don't call them at people out on their. Shit. Like Jen's my best friend. I also have a male best friend, and and he's awesome. But when he's like doing stupid, shit, I'll be like, you fucking up. Like I'll just say it, and he tells me the same thing because we're we're very blunt and honest with each other, and that's what our friendship is predicated on, and that's why we're still such good friends because we're just we're just honest with each other. And I feel like that's the best friendship. I feel like when you're friends with somebody that's just just telling you, uh, oh, you know, you're great, yo, you're you're amazing, like all the time. That's not a real friend. Like a real friend should be like, if you sucked at something, be like, oh okay, that wasn't your best, but it's okay. You'll do better next time. And Or like, okay, you were like a real asshole there. Like, you ever have a friend tell you a story and they're trying to like tell you it in a 
sense that they're the victim, but they are obviously the person that's in the wrong. Like some friends will be like, oh my God, I can't believe that person. Oh, they're so awful. No, me, I'm the type of friend that'll be like, oh, you're, you were wrong for that. Yeah, you're definitely wrong. And even with like Jen, if she gets into an argument like with one of her friends or her sister or whoever, and there's times that it, she knows if I really am on her side, because I'll be like, yeah, they're wrong, babe. Like you're, and, but if not, I'll be like, eh, you you were kind of a jerk there. You you were kind of the one that messed that up. You should probably apologize. And she'll be mad at me at first, but then she'll come back a couple of days later and she'll be like, you know what, babe, I thought about it and what you said. Like, yeah, you were right. I, I should, and she'll do the same thing with me. Like with my mom, like like I love my mom to death, but me and my mom, we are. Are, like we are both Capricorns we are both stubborn as hell and we argue like to, to the death like that's how me and my mom argue it's like we are going to argue until you get our point across and Jen will tell me sometimes she'll feel I'm right she'll be like yeah like you know your mom like you know I don't I don't know why she was acting like that but you're right but other case she'll be like you being a real to your mom right now you need to call your mom and apologize because and and I take that to heart because I know she's coming from a legit place so I feel like your your best friend in general, whether they're your spouse or not, should be the person that calls you out, that's like there for you, good or bad. That's when you're doing great, they're going to be your number one supporter. But when you're doing bad, they're going to be the person to say, "Hey, you messing up, and you need to fix this." But is it all right if your partner is not your best friend? Yeah. Oh, that's that's a hundred percent okay. Like, don't don't make any. And also, also, sorry, this is something else that drives me nuts. Because I've been to a lot of weddings, like, in the last, like, ten or so years. And it drives me insane when I go to a wedding. And every wedding, it's like, oh, you're my best friend. I know you f- I know that you're not best friends. <laughs> Stop saying you're best friends when you're not. Because then it makes real best friends like me and Jen look like we're lying. And we're not. We're legitimately best friends. And you idiots are going up there. Oh, and you, you are my best friend. You don't even hang out with each other. You, like, go, uh, like, to, to separate rooms, you know, you around each other, and you're supposedly best friends. I know you're real best friends. <laughs> so that that's my one thing. Don't say you're best friends if you're not. There's no shame in your spouse not being your best friend. It's okay. You still love them. You still like being around them, but it's okay if you have another person that's your best friend. There's nothing wrong with that. Thank you. Like, when dudes, when they see their boys get married, you happy, and then you're like, oh, man, I'm losing my best friend. <laughs> I can speak from experience. That's not the case. Yeah. You know, my best friends just get, they just get better. They have a new woman in their life. Now, I understand. I mean, I'm not you and I'm not my other friends. I mean, yeah. but I'm sure y'all tell each, your, your woman that you're best friend. Yeah. You might just have to. Yeah. Happy wife, happy life. <laughs> but like, you know, I've known you longer. I've seen you. I've se- I know your dirt. I've seen you do dirt. Just like you know my dirt. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's bonding, bro. Yeah. Like, that's that happened before you. Yep. That happened before y'all women came in. Yep. And that's cool. Can we just be open about that? Yeah, of course. And that's what I'm saying. There's nothing wrong. And, and the same thing goes for women. There's women who like, oh, hell yeah. have had best friends since they were like five years old who seen all the dirt, who know every guy they've ever And y'all are dirtier than us. Oh, yes, exactly. And y'all are much better at hiding it. And Yes. Let me, <laughs> let me tell you, women, like, especially when no. they're in, in high school and college, they are wild. They make what men do look like nothing. Man. Like, I've hung out with, I've hung out with dudes, like, when I was in college, and it was just, like, a bunch of dudes, and we go out, and we'd have a cool night, we drink, and we get a little crazy or whatever. Hang out with a bunch of women, like, in college, they get into some crazy shit, man. They like they like I'm like you know what I'm going home. Y'all just too crazy for me. Y'all like driving and like hanging out of windows and throwing bottles at shit and just like acting like insane. Like no, 
so trust me, women have been through a lot of stuff. So like if, oh, if, if guys, if you get married and your woman's like, you ain't my best friend, this girl is, that's because that girl has, has been through her, with her through everything. You might, you just got to the party. All right. So don't be offended. It's nothing to be offended about if you're not best friends. It's okay. She still loves you. He still loves you. Don't feel the need to pressure your spouse into being your best friend. Even if they have their own best friend. And also, your spouse can be your best friend and they can have their own best friend. You don't have to be each other's best friend. Like in me and Jen's case, we happen to be each other's best friend. But if she had a, another best friend besides me, I wouldn't be mad. She would still be my best friend because she's the person who I confide in more than anything. But if she had someone else she confided in more than me, like honestly, I think it's like even. Like with me and with Jen, I think I'm, me and her mom are her best friend because she's like super close to her mom. Like the same way that GK's uh, best friend is his mom. That's Jen. Her, like her and her mom are inseparable. They love each other to death. They tell each other everything. They're very blunt with each other. So that's how. So I'm, I share best friendship duties with Jen's mom. With with me, Jen's mom is number one best friend. And then I have I have other people who are like on the, the best friend ladder, but Jen is always number one because she's the one who knows every deep, dark secret, everything. She's the one that's seen me cry and go through shit doubt myself and like she's seen it all so that's why she's my best friend because she's been through with me through the good through the bad through the ugly and she's never judged me she's always been like even when i've been a, a, a absolute she's like okay you're being a but i know that you have a good heart and i'm like you know whatever and that's what a best friend's supposed to be a best friend's supposed to be someone who will call you out but will also remind you will also pick you up be like okay you're down but i'm gonna pick your ass up because i know how good you can be and how great you are and i'm gonna get you back up that's the best friend See, like, you even notice how many nuggets of knowledge you done dropped <laughs> on that. Because let me bring it back to something that you didn't even realize was big. You said that when you met Jen and, like, all that, you was ready. Yeah. Because as a man, you had done enough exploring. Yeah. Let's go back to that. Okay. Because what's really enough? It's like telling somebody with money, like, come on, man. How much money do you really need? Like, like, <laughs> not, like, not, like that's not... That's not for you to say. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we can't speak for women on this. But I do feel that for, for men, that is necessary. That's yeah. a requirement. Yeah. Especially in an ideal world. Okay. We want to get all our experiences and dirt done before we commit to you. Yeah. Ideally. Yeah. All right? Unless you're doing the open marriage, polygamy, like swinger, whatever that, whatever you want to do. Yeah. All right? But I'm a late bloomer too. But some no girls wanted me until I played ball in college. <laughs> You know what I mean? It was, it was the ball. The ball is right. a natural aphrodisiac. Yo, it is, right? Like, women, like, let, let's just say this real quick. And we were talking about this off the air. But there's nothing more of a bigger aphrodisiac than women watching their men play ball. Like, I am nowhere near as good as ball as GK is. GK played for a university, like, on a team. I barely could, like, get on an intramural squad. But, like... <laughs> When Jen would see me play ball, it would just, like, make her, like, so insanely horny. Like, for some reason, she would just, like, love watching me play ball. And I am not very good. But it's just, like, there's something about it. And it's like I said before. It's a thing where you don't see women flying out for NHL All-Star Weekend. They fly out for NBA All-Star Weekend because they love that shit. They love seeing, like, strong men playing basketball. They got money. That That's, like, the ultimate aphrodisiac for women. That's why every NBA weekend you see, like, millions of uh, ridiculously beautiful women lining up. And for the NHL All-Star Game, you just see a, a bunch of old white dudes. That's, that's the difference. Because women love ballers. Yo, the lacrosse team won way more than we did. <laughs> yo, no one was lying yo, the lacrosse team. The soccer team made it to the damn national championship game. <laughs> they had nothing on us. The baseball team... You know, they carried bats. <laughs> they still had nothing. They still had nothing on us. Tennis, swimming, get on that. 
you know, Quidditch. Yo, you know I mean, y'all ain't got, y'all ain't got no. nothing on us. So, like, like, yo, pro tip. And I know women are gonna be mad at me at this. I don't know why. I think because I'm speaking for them. Yeah. But I know this is true. Yeah. You know what's attractive? Seeing your man good at something. Everybody's <laughs> yeah. attracted to talent. Yeah. Period. It's true. And if you're talking sports, you're talking athletics. That's a manly thing. Yeah. How turned on with the last time you saw a dude grunting at Bally's Fitness doing calf raises? <laughs> With another dude behind him with like a shirt that's like held together by like two floss on the side, like cheering him on, like, get it! Get it! Bicep, like, when was the last time Butterfly Rose got you in the drawers? In itself. Like, you better play some handball or something. Like, exactly. something. It's just, like, any type of competition, like, it's true. Women are addicted. Women are attracted to winners. It's just, it's just, w- women are attracted to it. It's just the truth. They like seeing men perform things and, like, be good at it. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. Like, even if I'm playing a video game and I'm good at it, Jen goes, ooh, you're really good at that game. Like, it's just, like, it's something about it that's, like, a natural aphrodisiac, seeing your man excel at something. And I'm not going to lie. It works the other way, too, because there, there's a reason I, I find Serena Williams sexy as hell. It's not just because she's sexy as hell, but when she is like destroying people on the court, I'm like, damn. Like it just like it's just something that's like a natural aphrodisiac of seeing like someone be great at something. Like like my wife Jen, she's amazing at crocheting. She can like crochet her ass off and make these amazing dolls. And every time she does it, it just makes me horny. I'm just like, look at this like amazing like <laughs> creation that she just made with her bare hands. I am so horny right now because it's just seeing someone excel at uh. something just like. It turns you on. It's the truth. I expect you walking in the room like, oh, damn, baby. You doing, you doing origami? Damn, yo. Oh, snap. Is that the blue Danube out of, out of a paper napkin? What you doing to me, girl? Damn, son. Come Just because? Get over here. <laughs> what? Wow. What? Yeah, it's true. Like, people like seeing people excel at other things. It's, it's, it's a natural effort each year. Nothing wrong with that. Man, if I, if I if I get hate for that, come on, man. No, come on, it's, man. It's like truth. I understand we're not women, so we yeah. can't totally speak for. But come on, man, we can speak for something that y'all like because yeah. you know, like we, we we're not chumps, man. Yeah, he was a hot thing. I was a and, hot thing, and he's keeping for he's three keeping years. yeah he's keeping the love of his life for most of his life. <laughs> yep. If anything, that's more impressive than exactly than, you know what I'd be doing. You know, <laughs> coming up with a clever line on an app. And I mean, well, that that's pretty hard. No selfies. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's a lot of um, like people coming with some really good lines. I see like some of these lines out here from my friends, and uh, it's it's competitive out here to get that good opening line to attract other people. But it's also crazy, like the weirdest things that can attract them, right? <laughs> like you know, I've had girls go out with me just because I'm I'm above five <laughs> eleven. Nothing else matters. Yep. I've had girls go out with me because I graduated college mm-hmm. or got a master's degree and nothing else mattered. Yeah. I have girls who want to go out with me because I ain't got no kids. Mm-hmm. Nothing else matters. Yeah. I have girls who want to go out with me because I'm creative. Yeah. Because I'm in the creative field. Mm-hmm. And in turn, I have had girls who say hard pass <laughs> because I'm creative yep. and in the entertainment field. Yep. Um, I once had a girl hard pass on me because she did not like my hair. Really? But yeah. you have, like, amazing hair. Well, you know, understand. that's what I had thought. But um, I put up, I had pictures of me with the with the curls. Yeah. But, you know, I just cut my hair for a new year, like, getting new rolls. And then yeah. she saw me and she was like, um, like, I was Postmates or something. Like, that's not what I ordered. Let me, let me send. Like, can I refund my let order? Let me send that back. 
And then, because it also leads to like one last quick topic, right? Like, is the past really the past? Mm-hmm. To bring it all back to, can you tell them everything? Can you really tell them who you were before y'all met? Can you really do it? And are you cool with that? Do you really want to know? Because I met this girl, she was a model, right? Yeah. You know, everything was cool, and let's be real. Even if everything wasn't cool, <laughs> second date, if she wanted, was going to happen because uh, she's a model. Hello. Right, like a model, but like not know, like, you could see all her vertebrae, like in hologram form, every time she inhales and exhales. Not like that. Like, you know, like a model with, you know, with, with, with some curves and More all like that, right? More like Kyra model than right, like exactly, model. Right, exactly, right? Yeah. Exactly, right? So... So she asked me for a crazy first date story or something. And, like, the craziest one that I could come up with that I told her was, like, I once met a girl who had no eyebrows. <laughs> right? Like, she had eyebrows on the app. Yeah. But this is before I had the gram. This is before like, I was privy to, you know, filters and angles and all that yeah. stuff. So she had them there. And then I met her. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> like, I've never seen stencils on skin. Like, she drew her eyebrows in, oh, right? So, and it was a day date, right? So, there was no going back. So, it's like walking through a park all day. You still got to do it, Yeah. right? And uh, so, because again, you can't tell people everything. Is that really my craziest story? No. Yeah. But then this girl, long story short, met a dude in a dog park. <laughs> there was nothing about her or this dude owning a dog, right? Yeah. Talked all this trash about the dude, yet the story ended with her going back to his apartment. They're getting ready to do the sex, and yeah. then before the sex could happen, he pulled out a strap on for her to wear. <laughs> And she's burying all the leads, but to her, the funny part and the memorable part of the story to her is when she was behind him with the strap on, he was loving it. But then when it came time for him to do his man thing to her, he was soft and couldn't keep it up. (laughs) All her stories were lame dudes who couldn't keep it up. Those are like all the stories, like back to back to back to back to back. This was first date over coffee, my dude. And I don't even drink coffee. This was first date over tea. So I'm drinking tea and I'm peeing every 17 minutes and these are the stories she's telling me. And then she ghosted me. Wow. Yeah. Well, because she obviously likes dudes who like strap-ons. Uh, I, she claims she didn't. <laughs> I, I don't know. She tells a lot of stories about it. Hey, man. But hey, so it's like, yeah. So I, I think you can say too much because I somehow got turned off by a model. <laughs> I mean, am I judging her that that happened to her? No. Yeah. But, you know, so yeah. All right. So I'm glad you agree. But I do agree. But I think in that scenario, like, yeah, she she probably is not going to be best friends with whoever she marries because there's certain things that she probably is not going to want to tell them. Like in in Jen and I's case, like I said, we were friends before marriage, so we had already we already knew all the dirt in each other by the time we got together. Because when we were just when we were just friends, I already had it in my mind I was never going to be with her because she had made it like pretty clear we are just friends. You are friend zoned. Like, I love you, but just as a friend. And I, like, kind of accepted that, but I realized I still want her to be a part of my life because she's amazing. And she, like, makes me laugh. And I just, like, like she's the only one I'd want to be on the phone with for hours. I mean, GK, you could attest to this. I'm not a phone person. Like, nope. I'm, I am a texter. And even that, sometimes, I'll take, like, days to text. Dog, if I was dating you, my self-esteem... <laughs> 
would just not be there. I get this a lot from my friends. I, I, I ghost my friends a lot, but not on purpose. I just literally will be in the middle of texting them, and then Julie will do something cute, or I'll be like, oh, I remember that there's this bill I need to pay, and then I completely forget. And it's not because I don't, I don't love you guys. It's just I just legitimately forget because my memory is crap. But anyway, like, so... Uh, and I'm a bad texter. So, like, yeah, I, it takes pretty, one to no one. It's pretty bad, like, when I'm worse than GK. Yo. GK, it, it took a while just to get him to text. Like, he, Yo, he was a caller to the, to the nth degree. Like, I would text him, and then he would immediately call. And I was like, no. <laughs> Texting is a text back and forth. Not, not, not to call. But it's like, and then he finally got in the habit of texting. And then I was like, oh, he's, he's a texter now. This is amazing. And then I started ghosting him on text. So that's my bad, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get Bro, him. Bro, man, I'm, go, I'm going back to G-Chat. <laughs> But it's the thing where, like, uh, like she was the only one I want, would want to talk to on the phone for hours because she would just, like, be so, like, the conversation would be so engaging and entertaining. So I was like, okay, um, I this girl is, like, never going to be with me. So I would just, like, brutally honest with her. Like, anytime I was dating a girl, I would tell her my real feelings about the girl. I would tell her, like, about, like, you know, uh, er, like, pretty much everything. And she did the same thing with every guy she was dating because I'm, I'm sure in her mind she was like, okay, Julie's just my friend. We're never going to go there. So I could tell uh, him about the stuff with this guy and, like, the thing that he did that turned me on or turned me off or whatever. So we already kind of knew each other, everything about each other on that type of level. So by the time we got together, there was no like surprises. There was no like, oh, this one time in band camp, like I like there was no there was no story like that because I already knew all the stories. Because it, it was a thing where we did not re- ever think that we were actually going to be together. It just happened by circumstance. We just, like, were, like, uh, she had just broken up with someone. I had just broken up with someone. It was, like, oh, let's hang out because we love going to the movies together as friends. But it was different this time. It was, like, there was, like, this sizzle and this spark there. And I was just, like, you know, it's kind of stupid that we always complain to each other about other people. But then when we're together, we have the most fun. Like, don't you think we should give it a chance? And to my surprise, she was, like, yeah, you're right. And then that's where it kind of went off to races from there. But, yeah, so I just think that if you have that type of relationship, that type of bond with someone, they can be your best friend. But if you're just coming in and you got some skeletons in your closet and you don't want to be judged, use your real best friend for that. That's, mm-hmm. that's who knows yep. your, your, your true skeletons. And yep. your spouse your spouse don't need to know, like, everything that happened before if you just met them and, and whatever. You don't need to tell them, oh, yeah, that, that I was with this one guy and then I was with this other. And also, and it's kind of unfair, but it's the truth. Women especially, male egos are super fragile. Like, women can hear, like, you know, that their men have been with, like, a, a million other women, and they don't care because they'll have the attitude, well, well, he ain't never been with me. I'm the best one. Because women have that type of confidence and moxie that it's just like, okay, he might have been with a million other women, but they, I, they can go to please him the way I please him. But with men, if uh, a woman comes in the, in the relationship and she's like, yeah, I was with, like, a million other dudes, and they were cool, all the time the man's going to be thinking... Do I do I uh, do I live up to this one? Do I live to this one? Joe, she she said that this one made her like eight times in a row. Can I do that? I only did six. Oh, I'm not living up to that. Like she's gonna leave me for. That's like the way that the male ego works. It's like constant comparison and like, am I fulfilling whatever this other person like you know whatever. Whereas with women, it's just like, okay, yeah, you were with these other people, but I'm the best thing you've ever had. So screw those other women. Man, yo, we have to wrap up on this thing. Like, yo, it reminds me, like, remember I told you I have a, I have a friend who now does porn? Yeah. Yes. Right. So, like, we're skipping the story of how I found that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So, um, 
I saw him recently, right? Yeah. And he was giving me all these inside stories about how the biz really is. And yeah. Whoa. <laughs> man, see, man, you need to Clorox Lysol wipe a lot. <laughs> anyway, so um, so most of the people who do porn, yeah. they are married, yeah. right, to other porn stars. Yeah. So every anybody else who's not in the biz, they call them civilians, yeah. right? Yeah. And this is the one point, I, this is the one thing I do give them. Not that I disagree with them, this is the one thing I do give them. Mm-hmm. So they have to get tested every two weeks. Yeah. Right? And then they carry their test results in their wallets like it's their kids' little league baseball card. Right? So, like, so when they're trying to talk to civilians, they have no problem whipping out their results. Like, hey, girl, I'm clean. Let's do this. <laughs> like, that, like, that's a normal human right, interaction. Right, right. But at the same time, they get tested more than we do. Yeah. So, I like, mean, you know, you can't, you can't knock it for that, right? Exactly. So, so they have different rules over there, right? If you're doing the sex for work, okay. Yeah. But if you're doing it outside of work, eh. The line is a little blurry. Yeah. So, my friend, he's new. He's out there, right? He's in L.A. trying to fit in, da-da-da-da, no pun intended. Yeah. And, um... <laughs> And so he gets approached by this really prominent, famous in that circle, porn star's wife. Yeah. Right? And he admits he's nervous, right? Yeah. And he's not even sure, like, this is not a scene. They're not They're not on set. They're not on the clock. Like, yeah. it's a party, right? Yeah. And she's like, I hear you're fresh meat. I want to test you out, da 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 Something to that effect. And he's like, uh... All right. So, so even though he's doing porn, his ego is super fragile. Yeah, of course. So, so they did it, and then another party comes later, and then this big legendary porn star, who yeah. you know, the husband, yeah. he comes up to, he steps up to him, and he's thinking, oh man, something, something about to yeah. go down. He must know. And then he was like, yo, man, yo, props to you. I heard you gave it to my wife pretty good. That's pretty good. And he, and he was like, "What world?" Right. And then he was like, "Yo, man, you don't understand. Like, I was so nervous because he's like 13 inches and I'm just eight. And I'm like, first of all, I've seen your work. You ain't eight. Second of all, yo, what kind of world is this, bro?" Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna put him on, but you know, that's my man. That's my man. And when he didn't win Best Newcomer at the AVN Awards, I was sad for him. The male, the male ego is fragile. Yeah. All right. So yes. that's a weird note to end on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, best friends. <laughs> Woo, done. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess just, just, just to wrap it up on, on a non-porn related note, <laughs> we'll just say that um, basically the, the message of all this is just saying uh, if you want to be best friends with your spouse, that's great. Like wonderful. It's, it's like like I said, my wife's my best friend. It's great. We tell each other everything, sometimes to my detriment because I get like yelled at a lot because of it. But at the same time, I think that it, it creates an honesty and a barrier where you know that when your spouse tells you something, it's for real. That there's no BS behind it. There's no, they're just saying this to make you happy. That you know that there's no filter in your relationship so it's legitimate. But in the same token, if they're not your best friend, that does not mean that you don't have a great loving marriage. It just means that they have somebody else who they might have known longer than you or that they might have a, a different type of connection than they have with you that they like feel free to tell certain things to that they don't feel to tell you. And it's not a thing where they want to keep secrets from you. It's just that they don't want you to see them in a certain light. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's like, it's okay for your spouse to have another person as their best friend. Don't get jealous about it. Don't get caught up in it. It's like, as long as the relationship is good and you guys are legit with each other, that's all that matters. He's right. Or I agree. Mm-hmm. There you go. Best friends. No new friends. No new Just friends. Just best friends. Best all best right. Friends. So that concludes this episode of the Julia and GK podcast, Dating versus Marriage. Man, thank you for listening. However you did it. 
Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, yeah. word of mouth. Yes. Or we just straight up sent you the link. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, hopefully we are, we're continuing to do right by you. And just, we're all in this together. So you can hit us up on the gram. I'm at GK Williams NYC on the gram. He is. I'm at Jules, J U L E S X M W. We also have an Instagram page, Julian and GK, if you want to hit us up on there. And yeah. it's, it's all love, for real. Even the people that we're talking about, it's. It really is. We're all trying to do this thing called life. Yes. Together. Yes. So hopefully we have made your lives a little better in some way as you have for us. And hopefully we can keep this thing going. Julian, send them out. All right, people. Speaking with GK, this is Julian, American Alpha. Out. Thank you for listening to the Julian and GK podcast. And it's the Julian and GK podcast.